God has been so wild lately. He doesn't seem to listen. He doesn't obey my commands, and we can't even bribe him with trees. He's gotten so out of hand, he may even have to be put down. God is not the problem here. The problem is the people who want to be the leader of the pack. We reintroduce God. We retrain people. You're listening to The God Whisperers. Welcome to The God Whisperers. I'm Craig D'Onofrio. I'm Bill Swirla. We have such lovely music. It's a beautiful day in this neighborhood. <laughs> a beautiful day for a neighborhood. Why do you Would creep you me out like this? Would you be mine? It's I love Mr. Rogers. I did all that music you were playing, and this is what you choose for a lead-in? Well, you, you never know. Mr. Rogers, it's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. Things could be a little... A little a neighbor. Oh, yes. I've read about that in the Bible. I've always wanted to... You're making up for the uh, wild sex in the working class. <laughs> so let's make the most that's gonna be, that's gonna be tough to live down. Day. I'm gonna ask everyone to close Since their eyes together, and consider this. Well say, How about some make believe be about mine? musical Could instruments and hose? I'm still trying to figure out where the hose came from. Please? Yeah, well, it's it's just Won't one of those things please? that it's on the list. I right? just killed it. You know, Rudy, wow. Rudy, we, we we threw this out there. Our and, Canadian <laughs> and Rudy, <laughs> this is for Rudy. Rudy was throwing this out. So I can I can appreciate this. It's been a long time since I've heard this one. <laughs> These uh, selections coming to you off the God Whispers Lounge on Facebook. And Rudy says this: God needs the devil. The Beatles needed the Rolling Stones. Even Diane Sawyer needed Katie Couric. <laughs> Will you be my Katie Couric? <laughs> Those French. What do we got going here? Yeah, let's let's drop that down. Uh, the 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 hotline. Hotline. Six two six five nine three seventy seven thirteen. Six two six five nine three seventy seven thirteen, which spells Manly Durs thirteen or Manly Doctors thirteen. Absolutely. The mothership. Godwhispers.com or org. Either way works. Email. Communicate with us. Talk to us. We have quite a few. Godwhispers at gmail.com. Yes, and, and we have a Skype call today. Oh, we have a Skype a call. Right, Skype I'm ready. Call, yeah. I'm, I'm ready for this. You want right. to go straight to the Skype call? Let's go to the Skype. Let's, let's do that. We, we don't have any any hotline music, do we? We have uh, we, we do have some food samplings today going yes. on. Update on the uh, Fundagelical Drink Competition. And... Uh, what are you looking at me? I don't know. I'm just. You, I, don't, I, I mean, all of a sudden you're just. I looking, you're like blank out. Uh, a Nagel sermon, yes. perhaps. Oh, jolly. <laughs> and uh, I think we're going to talk about John 20. I want to revisit John 21 a little bit today. You know what I need? I need a soundbite of Nagel saying something like "bang on." Yeah, wouldn't that be great? We, we, I'm sure that, we can find that'd it. That'd be awesome. Okay, so uh, I, 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 I think I'm 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 thinking we're going to do something John 21 esque today. You know, we we did the Nagel sermon last week. Uh, we've got another John 21 sermon from Nagel this week, and uh, this more in the office of the Holy Ministry and stuff. And I have some late breaking news on 153 fish. 
153 fish. That's the catch of fish in John John 21. <clears throat> yes. And we also will talk a little bit about the upcoming Fundagelical Drink Competition. I mentioned that. Oh, I wasn't paying. Are you I was bra- busy. Are you, I was man, busy. you... You're was, unitasking today. I was busy pushing buttons. Man, and, <laughs> you just, <laughs> I, I, I just said it's that. taken this long for me to tune you out finally. Yeah, well, that's, you, you, <laughs> that's right. You have success. You, you've reached this point now where you don't even hear me anymore. I'm sorry. Were you saying something there? Okay, let's let's do the Skype call. This is quick, okay. and it shouldn't take. But it's very insightful. Are you ready? Here goes. There it was. You want me to play it again? Yeah. Got a click. Inquire no more, you feral beast. <laughs> Attention. Wow. The following Boy, segment contains yeah. a home schooler is alert. hot today. <laughs> Attention. The following segment contains a home schooler alert. Do we I'm, have one? No, I'm just throwing why it out you, there. Cause why did you put that under a home schooler we're, alert? We're random. There was, there was, there was a, a it's a lot of tohu vabohu today. God right. only knows what might come out. So yeah, there isn't. Let's uh, brace yourselves. Now that all the children are in the room, we can we can I, get I think on you, with the I show. I think we we found uh, thanks to one of our listeners some appropriate theme music for the drink competition. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. You you got it over there? Or you yeah, I got to... it. I got it right here. So uh, I, I I wanted to give an update of that. But uh, why don't you cue up the drink competition music? All right, man. Uh, this is so ragtag. We're beginning, we're beginning to sound like table talk radio. Who? Brian Gagline and 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 what's who's the other Johann guy? Johann Wolfmuller. Yeah, something, something like that. Yeah. yeah. I'm turning down your I'm turning down your music instead of mine. This comes to us by Chaz <laughs> on the uh, Chaz, whose name we can't pronounce. I'm, I'm going to give it a shot, and I'm sorry, Chaz, but uh, Pustajovsky. I'm doing the best I can here with limited resources and gray matter. So we we got as of as of the end of last month when the deadline came and went. We 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 got a dozen appli- uh, uh, entries into our fundagelical drink. Contest. I can't believe that you're actually holding to any kind of uh, schedule on this or calendar. I, I I really am. I can't take it anymore. It's, it's, <laughs> Um, I, I left my copy in the car. You did. Uh, there oh, should wow. be another copy floating around because I gave you two, not one. You but did. Two. I think I took them both to and lunch you... with us and <laughs> left them in the car. So much for that. Yeah. But I don't um, have my notebook. I don't have my pad of paper. The, I, I'm just without a net. The, the, the drink. The, the drinks. I was looking them over carefully last night and composing a shopping list. Okay, because yeah. our attempts at doing this at the Velvet Kitty have fallen far Liquid short. Liquid Kitty. Liquid, velvet, liquid, whatever, kitty. Um, and so we're taking matters into our own hands, and we're simply going to buy uh, airline size, uh, airline size samplers of all the necessary booze as best as we can. By the way, just to be random enough, day thirty-six, still no gold bond powder T-shirt. <laughs> and waiting, we're waiting. And waiting. Um, now, the, the, the drinks, I, I will say this. The entries fall into three categories. Uh, category A, people who read the instructions. Well, there's that. Yeah. And so we have, we, we have and we have, uh, uh, I would say about eight of them, uh, where we have some very fine, well, I, I just to say very fine, but we have some recipes, and, and they're symbolic, they're theological significance attached to them. 
Okay. And and some in, even included pictures, as the instructions indicated. But uh, the pictures, um, yeah, I, I'm 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 kind of I'm loose on that one. Now this will be our official drink sampling music when we get around to it. I'm just just gonna throw this in the background. <laughs> DJ Craig. There you go. So so we have so we have people who follow the directions and have sent us recipes with explanations of why they concocted the drink that they did. Second, we have people in the other character people who do not follow directions. And well, so we have we have explanations with no drinks. We have drinks with no explanations. We have some stuff that looks like they were drinking when they wrote it up. So I'm going to say that the the listeners who obey the rules are probably swirla swirla followers. The swirla. And, <laughs> and the people who didn't read the instructions oh, yeah. at all are yeah, Donofrio well, followers. That, <laughs> yeah. I hadn't thought of it along those lines. There, but I, there were instructions? Yeah. What? Yeah. Huh? You know, somehow, and, and then they're just hoping to get by. Um, and th- then you have... Then, See students of the world unite. Then you have then you have Pete's <laughs> entry here, okay? Um, he says, he's, here's his idea. Uh, one, a shot glass of unfermented grape juice. You're only allowed to have four a year. <laughs> okay. Or two, simply a beer that must not be drank. Is it drank or drunk? I I I I, I don't know. I, I don't do the I language. St- I stumble really well. on that one. Uh, that must not be drank in the company of others. Well, there's that. But see, that's drink as performance art, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. That's, so I, I'm. That's not really a Pete, recipe. Pete. Yeah. Okay. You, you could. You could. You know, you should have just said he gets a D minus for effort. Okay, That's, you, you should have just said an old duels beer, and just leave it at that. <laughs> just leave it at that. Yes, just leave just, it there. Just a near beer. Uh, on the other end of the spectrum, Tabitha. Oh yeah, uh, complete with four four pages of pictures. <laughs> Including, check this one out. This is this she's, she's given obsessive Mike a run for the, his money. The, yeah, well, this, this is the array of bottles right here on on very on, nice on her kitchen uh, one, counter. One, two, three, four, five, six. I, I love the uh, in the background there. What's, what's yeah, going well, on in the background? I, I think there, we got an electrical code violation yes. going on. So ta- Tabitha, yeah, too many things plugged into that receptacle to the she's right. Got like of eight the things stove. plugged in there. So holy mackerel. Right off the stove too. I mean, yeah, that's, well, that's with, just begging with for the, trouble with, with the wires dang, dangling over the burners. So I, I see, and not coincidentally, her drink is the only one that's flaming. <laughs> so I, I'm sensing. So you got fire and going a fire on. hazard. So you really need a fire extinguisher <laughs> handy there. Tito's, Maybe it's out of the frame. Tito's handmade vodka. Oh, yeah, this is. There's gonna be. There's gonna be brain cells sacrificed for this drink. Well, I'm already out on this one. But hey, why? I can't do vodka. I mean, oh, I'm sorry, uh, tequila. I'm, <laughs> I'm hearing tequila. You're reading vodka. There is no tequila. You said Tito's, and my mind said tequila. Tito, dude, see, dude, this one's this one's uh, this one's all good for you. I've obviously been working on this already. Today yeah, yeah. This, I, this one's just, all good for you. Yeah, you know, Bacardi, Tito's, Grand Marnier. Um, nothing here that's gonna gonna upset your system at all. All right, beyond the ordinary. Well, yeah, the, there's that. Will, now, will, will um, we need uh, just panning through this? I, I've, I've got to give our southern hemispherical uh, 
correspondent and representative down in South Africa. Yes, DSHO. The, the, the director the man of Southern who introduced his, his us to Amarula. Yes. Now, now he fits in that category. He's he's one of your fans. Okay. Because didn't, didn't follow did the not rules. follow directions. I'll, I'll claim Henning. Do <laughs> I'll claim him as my own. But but knowing Henning, are we surprised? I love you, buddy. But I got your back. But you got to admit, I mean, this is this this thing is worth this this thing is worth concocting. Oh yeah. Um, vodka, creme de cacao, amarula, and chocolate ice cream mm. with shaved chocolate on top. Wow. Yeah. So I mean, he's very specific here. Uh, is, is there a, a dollop of whipped cream or anything on the no. top there? Do you really need it? Well, if you're going to have the shaved chocolate, I mean, just he for wants aesthetics. It, he he spe- specifies it's served over crushed ice. So this is going to give you like an ice cream headache. Now, wait, you've got ice cream and crushed ice? That's what it says. Hmm. So you got to go with the flow here. All but, right, we'll, but, uh, we'll follow the recipe. So, but that's, that's, one of your, that's one of your listeners did not follow. The third category of, of entry. Canning, you could have been a contender, man. That, that was those that was, that was strong. Could have been a contender. That was strong. Um, the, third, the third category are the people who are trying to poison us or otherwise, you know, do, do bodily harm and damage. Uh, to this, I would, I would, let's see, where is it? They are like twins born <laughs> from different wombs. <laughs> They are God's most beautiful mistake. Uh-huh. They do everything together. Everything. They uh, so read the same books. They uh, do uh, Pilates together. Uh-huh. <laughs> they walk, talk, sleep, even go make toilets. Okay, you know what? You're starting to creep me out, man. <laughs> A single plop. <laughs> One single plop. <laughs> I don't need to hear about them doing a toilet. <laughs> you want more examples? No, you listed like 8,000. Less than that. Look, it's none of my Less business. Than... More like, I don't know, between 5 and 10. <laughs> Rudy, so, you keep us laughing. So, so Aaron, Aaron sends us this, this thing here um, where you have one bottle of Pappy Van Winkle Family Reserve 23 year or other fine bourbon, you get the impression it doesn't matter what's in that bottle. Right. And you would be right. Uh, two ounces of Red Bull energy drink. That's right up your alley. One packet of grape Kool-Aid powder. This is where it skids off the rails now. Yes. And one packet of bubblegum flavored Pop rocks. Is there a theological reasoning for this? Yeah, there is. There is, uh, and there's a whole paragraph right here of its, right. of its significance. Um, so, why why might one do? Sh- well, the instructions are to place the bourbon bottle unopened on the bar top. Okay. Uh, pour the Red Bull energy drink into shot glasses. Carefully place the entire contents of grape Kool Aid powder packet into the Red Bull filled shot glass. Stir until dissolved. Deposit. <laughs> Deposit contents of Pop Rocks packet into open mouth, chased with contents of shot glass, while mentally acknowledging in whatever way feels best to you the unopened bottle of bourbon. Mm-hmm. I don't know about you, but I'm just going straight for the bottle of bourbon. Forget all this other stuff. Well, you, you may as well put a good bottle of tequila on the table. You know, if, uh, if that's, you're just going to admire that's it. That's never well. wrong. And, yeah. and uh, As a and, matter of fact, this is a drink that I could do even with a tequila. 
So if he you're says, just going to admire the bottle. He says the significance of this is why might one do shots? It would seem fair to suggest that one takes a shot in order to undergo a sensory transformation. Similarly, one who pursues faith or a faith presumably does so in the hope of achieving spiritual transformation. Sadly, just as those mired in a fundagelical form of Christianity have not, perhaps, achieved the transformation which they sought, one who takes a fundagelical shot will not experience the century, sensory transformation that the list of ingredients might on its own suggest. In other words, you're going to be disappointed. Over the line! <laughs> Indeed. Indeed. Craig, indeed. Stay with indeed. me. Indeed. You're glazing over. Yes. The Pop Rocks will give the shot taker an immediate jolt of energy. The Red Bull will sustain that energy, albeit through artificial means. And as everybody knows, the flavor of the Kool-Aid is inspired by the same fruit used to make wine. And wine is certainly significant in the Christian faith, right? Yes. The quantity of the Kool-Aid powder is also important. You'll have about as much success getting all the powder dissolved as you could living a holy life. I don't even want to mention the connection between cults and Kool-Aid, but he just did. Um, <laughs> unfortunately, the best ingredient on the list remains untapped and unopened, much like sound doctrine at a fundagelical worship center. Wow. Harsh, mean, cruel. Wow. Hope you enjoy, he says. That is, I hope you enjoy the idea. I wouldn't recommend putting the fundagelical in your mouth. In Oh, that's the name of the drink. Fundagelical in your mouth. Oh, that's, a, that's the name of the drink. Yeah. How many others have you done this to? <laughs> what gives you the right to hand out life and death? <laughs> well, this could hand out death. He says it sounds terrible. So, you know, I mean, how do you approach an entry in a drink competition where he tells you don't do this? Uh, you have to do it. No, you don't. No, I'm not doing Pop Rocks and, and Grape Kool-Aid. No. Just no. Uh, Just, but I'll do the bourbon. You do the other part. But the function of the law is if it tells you not to do it, you have to you, do it. You, you, can, you, can do the, you can do that half. I'll do the bourbon half. How's I that? didn't know what coveting was until the law said do not covet. <laughs> and then I coveted all the more. So, Craig, this is a foretaste of the liquid feast to come right here. These are our listeners. And as you correctly discerned, and I, I, I did, it didn't dawn on me, there are two kinds of listeners. There are my listeners <laughs> who follow the directions. And then there are your listeners who apparently don't give a rip about the directions. and uh, Don't even notice that there are directions. That would also include our friend Brant. Who, um, Brant? Well, Brandt, what do you want who, from Alaska? Really? Yeah, well, but he, he's given us not one but two recipes. But notice this, okay? All it is is just bare ingredients <laughs> right there. No, no, uh, no instructions, no, no significance, no interpretation. How are, how are we to understand this drink unless someone interprets it for us? But we'll try them, they actually look pretty good, I, you know. so... I don't oh, know. gosh. On second thought, listen to this list. Seagram's, two shots of Seagram's seven. Shot of Kahlua. Shot of tequila. That rules you out. Two ounces of cherry, <laughs> cherry seven up. Serve on the rocks. That was interesting. Wow. <laughs> that was supposed to be the curie. I don't know what yeah, happened well, there. <laughs> <laughs> Got the tones. There we go. I had a fail. It was a fail. All right, where are we going now? Well, speaking of beverages, I'd like to segue into oh, yeah, a beverage we got... that uh, that Kirsty, 
uh, an, an actual fan that we've met in person. Uh, would you consider Kirsty one of your fans or one of my fans? I don't know. I think you're a fan. I don't know. She she resonated with your evangelical past, though. You guys were simpatico when we were to, when we were touring the yeah, TBN. But but she seems to actually respect you. It, well, <laughs> so. Well, anyway, she brought this. Not this, that I, I desire that anyone can, actually can, respect me. <laughs> Except maybe a couple of my parishioners. Yeah, well, yeah. Kirsty um, brought us, when she visited uh, from Spain, she brought us a whole bunch of Spanish food. España. Which, which I never really brought back. Uh, and, and I've been eating at home with my wife. I know. You haven't shared <laughs> so some We had a really delightful cod-stuffed um, pimento pepper. It was pimento pepper stuffed with uh, salted cod that had mm. been reconstituted. And I think there was some shrimp in there, too. But it, it was quite good. We, we did a nice little tapas. Was it real of, fishy? Uh, no. No, no. no. Very cr- creamy, actually. Because, uh, you know, the fish had kind of broken down on salting. But R- she, Rufus she, heard something about food, so he came she in. She brought us a bottle of uh, sagardoa. Sagardoa. I don't know how to say this, but but this is a hard a, a Basque hard cider. Okay. So and and she warned. First of all, a couple of things. She warned us it's not very good and needs to be chilled. Now this is only sort of partially. Well, and chilled. then she said that it tastes kind of like vinegar. Also, it tastes vinegary and it needs to be poured from a great height. All right. Are you going to do the pouring? And so well, I'm going to do the opening. And it has this all lovely right. twist off. Um... Stay thirsty, my friends. There we go. Beautiful. So, uh, ooh, already the bubbles have begun. Whoa, the bu- whoa, wait, 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 wait. All right. Is it effervescing? Yeah, it's effervescing. See, see the effervescence? Yes, it now, is effervescent. I, I've, seen this, I've seen this, that you're supposed to pour it from great heights, but we have a lot of equipment on the table yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, I might, might want to. Is that glass even clean? It's served in a spotted glass. Oh, gosh. So, so anyway, uh, uh, let's see if we can get the sound of, of the Sagardoa from the and Basque the, region. And the effervescing here. Here we go. Oh, look at that. Well, you're, you're pouring from about eight inches. That's, that's great height, I well, guess. At my age, what do you... What does that look I'm like? I'm for anything. What does that look like? Something that I give to the doctor for a sample. Was, the mind immediately went to the urologist's office. All right, so uh, here we go. Oops. <laughs> Prostate. That's, that's, that's not good. <laughs> Got a dribble there. Little dribbler. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. So to Kirsty and, and daughter Mia. <laughs> I, I got to give it a little sniff. Ye- Smells. Yeasty. Yeah, it does. It does. It's very cloudy. Okay. Or is that the glass? Did anybody do dishes around here? What's going on? Uh, Daryl likes to do them his uh, own okay. special way. Well, so to, to, to your health. Uh, hmm. Kind of beerish. It's 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 kind of. Hmm. hmm. I don't know whether I like this or not. Yeah. I, I, you know what? You know. I'm, you know what I'm thinking? Ice cube. Ice cube might work. Yeah. Let me get some ice cube. Just all right. Hold, I'll, I'll, uh, hold the air. All right. Here we go. Oh, headphones. Walking away with the headphones. Apparently, it's quite alcoholic. Uh, top, the, there's a top pole out there in the bottom. Right? 
Uh, no ice. Oh well, such oh, is life. Man, it's like a bachelor. Pad, we tried. Dude. All right, we we're, tried. We're fine. You know, it's not bad. This is a little bit like beer meets uh, Martinelli's apple juice or sparkling cider or something like that. Um, I guess they, I guess they drink this like as an aperitif, if I understand oh, this correctly. Yeah, it's palatable. It okay, let, let's 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 put it this way: it's not as bad as that bacon soda we tried. Uh, Oh gosh, <laughs> dishwash so dish, dish soap is not as bad as that. Oh, you remember bacon A's? That's a that's a that taste was, treat. Yeah, no bacon A's. I, I've been using that. Still, I still have a little left, but it's been a hit. It's um, great you, on burgers. You, you know what I found um, on uh, on on? I've been doing a lot of bread making, so on homemade bread, bacon A's and avocado. Hmm. Oh yeah, but uh, that would be that would be that. That's kind of like a. BLT kind of thing. It here. is. Yeah. We uh, we also got and I brought I did bring this uh, yeah. a because it looked kind of suspicious. So I thought this would be good on air eating. Right. Right. But uh, it's a Tyrone de de de, de, de whatever Jejona Hiona. I don't know. Laugh at me, Kirsty. Um, it's some kind of a nougat. It's nuts and egg and honey. It f- formed into some kind of a, a mass. Okay. And the mass we've got here on a cutting board. So. Um, I'm going to cut into it here. Oh, it's it's a lot firmer than I thought. I thought this was a cheese. You put on a little Don Tiki in the background while we. A do little this Don Tiki would be nice. Yeah, a little Delmer's Deluxe in Thailand. All right, in Thailand, I like that. Yeah. So 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 this is this is a. Oh, this could be good. So here you go. Um, this is. And oh, we there have a we phone go. call. We got a phone All call right. and we'll probably get the answering machine in a second. So anyway, let, 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 some kind of a nougat. It's like chaos around here. Okay, ready? Here we go. It's, it's not as gooey as I thought it would be. Oh, that's pretty decent. It's actually kind of dry. Honey. That's got honey. Mm-hmm. Um, really nice nut. Mm. That's quite delicious. I'm liking it. Mm-hmm. There we go. We got a friendly reminder going on. You know that's pretty good. I mean, we may be we may be dividing this one up. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm going to rinse that down with a little sargardoa here. And, uh, okay, tell me how it goes there. Boy, someone's just rambling along on that answering machine. I, I think it improves the um, the sargardoa. It, it goes well together. This is not a bad beverage. No, it's not. And. Um, Oh, serious? That guy's going to keep talking? <laughs> That's just ridiculous. It's like it's on an endless loop. Where's Tom Mabe when you need him? <laughs> oh, he, he, he keeps going. Is this going <laughs> to... It's just... A, it's a... Is this going to keep going? I'm going to turn that thing off. Tell us more about this delightful... Um... Yeah. Let's see. Tyrone de de Jonah, known since at least the 15th century in the city of Jejona, Piona, formerly Sexona, north of Alicante. Um, Let's see. 
It's a nougat, a Spanish-style nougat candy. There's a recipe for it at allrecipes.com in case you want to make this at home. Really? Uh-huh. That could be delicious. I think this is this is downright good. Yeah, you know what was also you know what was also good was those um they were they they remind me a lot of the Italian what do they call them pizzelles or something mm-hmm. the crispy anise uh, pastry thing remember oh, yeah, those were delicious. she brought those on board with her yeah carried them physically on board so they wouldn't get crushed yeah or, those or... didn't last too long in my house it was those were gone oh no my mine were quick that was shot yeah. uh, no those were good though mm. so we declare I declared this a nougat a winner. Yeah, it's, it's um, but it's not chewy like I would expect most nougats. It's, it's, it's almost it's like gra- a compacted powder. It's essentially ground almonds, um, honey, and egg, and then and, uh, pressed together under great, great pressure and temperature. Absolutely, I mean, this it's thing, a diamond, is what it this, is. <laughs> this is. You can make countertops out of this. Well, let's uh, let's take uh, Delmer's dream out here as we head to our break. We'll, we're, we're at break time already? Yeah, we're at break time. Can you believe that? That was a waste of 30 minutes. Yeah, we'll be back. This one's for all the ladies exercising. I'm Craig Dinofrio. I'm Bill Swirla. We're listening to Mika. 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 I, I learned about these guys on uh, Craig Ferguson. Oh, really? I, yeah, about two, three years ago. Well, gosh, probably more like five years ago now. Craig. Maybe more. And uh, 
thought that they were a lot of fun. They were they were kind of prancing around on stage with animal heads on. Like, oh, like, like you know, kind of. Craig Ferguson themed, likes that theme park like animals. The, the, the horses. Yeah, and I thought this singer is fantastic. He sounds kind of like Freddie Mercury. He's, he's yeah, he's got really, a he's got a Freddie sound to him. And then I found out these guys are huge in the gay community. They are queer as three dollar bills. <laughs> Just like Freddie himself. Which means we have to play it, of course. There you go. Well, it's been quite an episode so far. Thanks to Kirsty for supplying the refreshments yes. today. The sa- sa- sagar- I can't even pronounce sa- that. Sagardoa. Sagardoa. Uh, and uh, and, and this, this wonderful uh, almond nougat. A slab of almond nougat from um, it's Sagar. Oh, it is Doa. Yeah, it's Sagar Doa. I'm gonna let, let me let me pour it. Let me pour it a little bit more. So, uh, you really need to get that checked. You, I can recommend a doctor. My dad was a doctor. I have I have resources. <laughs> ah, so what, what do we uh, have know, this, in this half here? This grows on you. I, I want to. Um, I, I want to take up. Um, actually, before I take up, I want to take up John twenty-one. All right, because it's an interesting chapter in the Gospel according to Saint John. Uh, and secondly, uh, but w- before that, we have a we have a, a contribution from our composer in residence, or not really in residence, but kind of in virtual residence, uh, Jason Kaspar of the Nasal Bagpipe, Thank the Lord fame. Half idiot, half genius. <laughs> well, what was the other one that he did, too? He, You know, he's kind of like the vocal. He's the vocal dimension where Lemker is the is is the, the, the yeah, swirlitzer, the organ. the organ, the whole thing. But but anyway. Th- Just this, think if we could get them to compose together. Oh, gosh. Uh, but th- this is the double predestination, softly and tenderly, Jesus is calling. That band would break up before they even formed. Softly and tenderly, Jesus is calling, calling for you, not for me. <laughs> so I cannot hear him cause I am elected. Got some on your pants here, didn't you? Go to hell, go to hell, go to hell. You reprobates go to hell. <laughs> the harmonies really make this piece. Earnestly, tenderly, Jesus is calling. You reprobates go to hell. Yes. That was it? That's it. Wow. Nicely done. Yes. That man has talent in, in a kind of a warped sort of way, but... Uh, we, we used to sing a version of that at seminary, the... You, Mocking, mocking the Calvinists like oh, that. Oh, did you? Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. but he's he's taking this to a high art with oh, his yes. home studio recording. Yeah, right? I've often it's amazing wished that what, I had a recording of that. So now we do. It's amazing what one can do with uh the home studio capabilities. Look at what we do on this show. Yeah. You know, my wife listens to quite a few podcasts, not 
not you know Lutheran podcasts or anything like yeah. that specifically. And and she's always amazed at the quality of our sound, given that we operate with such crap. Well, yeah. <laughs> I was I was waiting I was waiting to see what was what was coming here. No, I mean she she listens to all sorts of different. I, th- I think she sometimes there's there's one called the Moth, which is just people telling short stories, kind of interesting little life stories and stuff. It's kind of fun, but. The audio quality, I guess. I don't sucks. think my wife listens but to this show. I don't blame her for not listening. I don't. Um, I, I don't know who does. <laughs> I, I, I am aware of the, there. There are some people who seem to like it, but um, and we have we have the the lounge people. Uh, John twenty one. Has it, Craig? Has it ever troubled you? And I'm sure it has. Often. Um, it well, troubles me that that in the extended reading for quasi-modogenity, which is always a great thing to say, quasi-modogenity, quasi-modo. I say, say genitai. <laughs> well, <laughs> that automatically takes things to a whole different level. Yeah, when you say genitai, I don't know. I hear it both ways, and that's how it is with many things. Isn't yes. it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, but at the end, it of, goes both. At ways. the end of John twenty verses thirty and thirty-one, you get this kind of sign-off, right? Now, Jesus did many other signs in the presence of the disciples, which are not written in this book. But these are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing you may have life in his name. Now, I don't know about you, but I think that's a good place to write the end. Uh, Do the closing credits. Obviously. Cue the music. Obviously, this is uh, some sort of uh, variant reading that has been added on here. Or not variant, but but well, an add-on. It's some scribal attempt to <laughs> to help out. Unlike Mark and the confused endings of Mark, yeah. there there are, there are no uh, yeah, John. Kind of comes as John. Yeah, you get you 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 always get John twenty one. But I find it strange. He sort of signs off, or however the you know the John twenty ends with a sign off. And not only that, but John 1 to 20 is structured around signs. There are seven signs in the first half of the book, 1 to 11. And then there's the big sign of Jesus' death and resurrection from 12 to 20. So that's it. You should be done. And then then you turn the page and you get after this. Jesus revealed himself (laughs) again to the disciples by the Sea of Tiberias. And he revealed himself in this way. So there's this funny heading. Right. Uh, now, there are some people who, first of all, think that the same author has not written this ver- this chapter as the previous one. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Because there, someone, there's, someone's trying to help out. The, there are a number of things going on. The, but then you always have to ask the question, what is going on? Why is this in there? Well, I think that this is a oh, yeah kind of thing. Oh, yeah? By so the way, this happened. And, so, and then what you get is you have not 12 or 11, but seven disciples, Simon Peter, Thomas, called the twin, Nathaniel of Cana and Galilee, the sons of Zebedee, both of them, and two others, not named, two others, what? Two others of his disciples they work together. Judas, the good one. And, and Peter says, I'm going fishing. That's what you do when you're a fisherman. It, you know, you, you think maybe, like, get your stuff packed for apostle work or something. He's going fishing. I like where, well, wait, we're going to hear the Nagel sermon on this, right? Uh, we're going to hear a Nagel, ser- Nagel, Nagel sermon on something a little bit later. Ah, this. okay. All right. And so they say, okay, we'll go with you, and they all get in the boat. And, and then you get this kind of reprise of the miraculous catch of fish. Okay. You know, but it's John's version. John didn't have this before. Right. Synoptics have it, but John doesn't have it. So, and, and, then, and then you get, then you have Jesus standing on the beach. They don't know who it, who it is. They don't know it's Jesus. He calls out to them and he says, children, have you any fish? 
and that's children as sort of lads. Hey, guys, you know, it's 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 a it's collegial. Right, he's, right. he's being he's being one of the guys. And they say no. And he says, cast the net on the right side, and you'll find some. And they did. And they weren't able to haul it in for the quantity of fish. Sounds just like the inaugural catch that brought them to discipleship in the first place mm-hmm. in the synoptics. Kind uh, of bookends, maybe? Hmm? And, but notice this now. Tw- 21.7, the disciple whom Jesus loved, and that's traditionally John. Right. Said to Peter. Especially in the Gospel of John. Said to Peter, it's the Lord. See, see one of the things about John 21, all of John, but especially John 21, is John is a lot more clued in than Peter. Well, John also pops off a lot. Well, he's one of the sons I'm of I'm the one that Jesus loved. He's a Boanerges. He's when, one of the Boanerges boys. <laughs> Don't well, mess with those guys. When, when they go running to the tomb, he, he's sure to point out, I got there first. Yeah, yeah. No, that's he's right. Like, he's faster. Ego guy. And he believes. Peter doesn't believe. He believes. So he's first to believe. Like he's faster than Peter. Um, think about all the other stuff in John. Who does Jesus entrust his mother to? Peter? Nuh-uh. John. I think John just has low self-esteem. Who's, who's, the, one, who's the one reclining at Jesus' breast at the honored place at the Passover? Peter? Nope. John? We don't even know where Peter's sitting. That's a good point. Oh. Yeah. We know Judas is across and the And then, the then we have John's kind of extended narrative, not just the facts, but an extended narrative of Peter's denial. Yes. I mean, it just goes on and on and on. You, and think, you think John's got it out for Peter a little bit? I think the author of, of this is trying to credential John at least on the same par as Peter. Maybe ah. maybe more. You know, because because tradition has it, John is is sort of the bishop in Ephesus, you know, and, and, and Peter's associated with Rome. So and, and Peter's is, the first pope and, and John's the first patriarch. Something like that. And, and it's like, you know, <laughs> hey, our apostles as good as yours. There you go. You know, and, yeah. and so, so I, there may be some of that going on, but it's the Lord and the other disciples. So, and so it's John who has to tell Peter it's the Lord. He recognizes him. Peter doesn't. Simon Peter heard it was the Lord. He put on his clothes for he was stripped for work. Doesn't mean he was buck naked. It just means that he. You never know. No. You never know it, how those it, guys it, rolled. It, it, <laughs> I'm just saying. And he springs into the sea, and it's, that's not for modesty. It's no, it just has its stuff. I'm getting my stuff and I'm going. That, that's right. And, and, uh, <laughs> So, but and here's the other cool thing. In 21.9, they go out on land and they saw a charcoal fire there. See, now in John, the last time you have, you have charcoal going on, Peter's denying Jesus over a charcoal fire. So it's kind of like a uh, neener, neener, neener. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then there's fish, and then they haul the fish. And last time that we talked about this, there were 153 large fish, and we were kind of stymied by that. I made a math error, uh, first of all, just to, just to feel what that was like. To do him to make a math yeah error. yeah it was it, it was profound but I said that fifty one was a prime number and it's not it's divisible by three ah uh-huh. and more because that's that's the, yeah, no seventeen seventeen times three so so uh, but here's the thing what's the one hundred and fifty three there is potential significance now Nagel cautioned against it but we're going to throw all caution to the wind here I, I'm just I don't know you, you started on numbers one hundred and fifty three fish. That's 17 plus 16 plus 15 plus 14 plus 13 all the way back to 1. So it's the sum of the digits from 0 to 17. That's 153. What's, 100, what, what's, what's 17? 10 and 7, two of the great fullness numbers. Wow. Now, I, I feel like we're getting into the Da Vinci Code here. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Let's go deeper. So one of the early church Bible fathers. Codes. One of the fir- early church fathers says there were 153 species of fish caught. 
And and so he wow. see, he sees this as the fullness of the church, people from every tribe, people and nation, rescued out of the deep to home, pulled in the net into the ark of the church. So you know, because the boats uh, boats always the church. I think that's taking some liberties with the text. That's just going. That's running wild with the text. <laughs> so 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 at, at least one of the one of the one of the church fathers homiletically, and I don't know which one it is, takes this as um, a, a type of Jesus' rescue um, of, of humanity from death that is pulling humanity, symbolized by 153 fish, all species represented, um, and the fullness, 10 plus 17, uh, or 7, 10 plus 7, uh, the fullness of the church pulled up into the ark of the church in safety and rescued from death and uh, the deep to home and the denizens of the deep, that is the devil. How do you like that? I have no idea what you're talking about. I'm just at saying this point. That that's the 153 right there. I'm Nag- just I'm completely glazed over right Nagel now. Nagel caution against that. So they have breakfast, and he took bread and he gave it to them, and with the fish. So you have a reprise of the feeding of the five thousand. Hmm. Again, it's eschatological. You know, whenever Jesus is, is having a meal, it's, it's the eschatological meal. It's the it's the foretaste of the feast to come. And in the Sabbath, they always served a course of fish. Okay. Because they feasted on the flesh of Leviathan as a first court, kind of a surf and turf. You, you just hurt my brain at the numbers. I'm still there you go, 153 to, fish. Still trying to grab So you have an eschatal. Sad, strange little man. <laughs> you have my day. <laughs> and not only that, but symbolically, it was now the third time, the third time, three, that Jesus had revealed himself to his disciples after he was raised from the dead. So you got, you got a three in there. Now we got the Trinity working. So one, you got, yeah, you got the fullness of the three. Then you get the threefold restoration of Peter. Right. Three times denial, three times restored. Exactly. Yeah. And, and then, you get, then you get the weirdness at the end. And this, is, this I think, is, is all part of the thing, is, is um, Peter, verse 20, turned and saw following them the disciple whom Jesus loved, who had lain close to his breast at the supper, in case you'd forgotten. <laughs> right. Okay. The one who ran faster than Peter. The one who ran way. faster than Peter believed <laughs> first and is generally not as big a doofus. Um, Lord, Peter asked, who is it that is going to be... Oh, and, and had said, no, no, the, this is the disciple that had asked, Lord, who is it that's going to betray you? So he's kind of on the ball. And Peter saw him and he said to Jesus, Lord, what about this man? <laughs> okay. And Jesus said to him, if it is my will that he remain until I come, what is that to you? Follow me. Wait a minute. Uh, now, is that a weird response or what? So, uh, If it is my will that he remain until I come. And, and the explanation for that is in verse 23. The saying spread abroad among the brethren that this disciple was... Oh, Peter was, said that. Yeah. Okay, I, I was no, thinking well, that John said, I'm like... No, what? Jesus said to Peter, if it's my will that he, right, that is right. John, remain until I come, what is it to you? Follow me. And the saying spread abroad, so it accounts for this rumor that's going around the church in the later, cent- the later decades of the first century that John was not going to die until the coming of the Lord, that he would personally see the coming of the Lord. Because that was kind of a problem in the first century. They expected the Lord to return in their lifetime. Right. And when he didn't, they had to kind of retool everything and, and kind of uh, rethink what this now and not yet business was all about. 
Yeah, and that problem has been repeated repeatedly. Uh, well, it, it <laughs> continues. Although now we're far, you know, you're far enough away that you know that uh, it certainly didn't happen in the first generation no, of Christians because we're long. So uh, Jesus did not say to him. So there's a corrective here. So you can tell how late this this is because because it's correcting a rumor. Um, that Jesus did not say to him that he was not to die, but if it is my will that he remain until I come, what is it to you? And then verse 24, this is the disciple who's bearing witness to these things and who has written these things, and we know that his testimony is true. See, that may not be the same author as 1 to 20. And there are also many other things which Jesus did, but funny, not signs, things. Um, Were every one of them to be written, I suppose the world itself could not contain the books that could be written. So it's kind of like a repetition of the end of of 20 now at 21. Weird chapter. I think that 21 was written by Juan. Juan Juan. Gonzalez Zebedee. (laughs) The other other Zebedee (laughs) boy. No, you know who that is? You know, Thomas was called the twin. There there it is. His brother, Juan. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> nice. You know, this brings to mind that in, in our Facebook page there, there's some controversy going on about uh, the diminution of Peter, I guess you could say. Uh, that uh, Well, this, this pertains to the, um, the transfiguration account and how apparently, and I haven't found this, but I, I, I don't doubt it because I remember hearing it, that um, Dr. Nagel takes a rather his, uh, critical stance against Peter and his little building project to build three booths. Right. One for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. And, um, and so, so apparently now this has, this has gelled, as so many other things in Lutheranism, into schools of thought. There is the <laughs> high view of Peter. There's the low view of Peter. You know, it's, it's not enough. That we have high liturgy and low liturgy, high church, low church, you know, low and lazy, high and crazy. Uh, but but now we have a high view of Peter well, or a low view of Peter. Here's what I'm thinking. A, being an extreme extrovert myself, I get Peter, where, where the mouth runs off and then the brain catches up later. Oh, he's, he's and, first and to speak. Peter's no huge on this one, right? He's, he just babbles. He, he's impulsive. And, and so Peter's the mouthpiece for the other guys also. Because he's the first one to speak up, so he kind of says what most of them are thinking anyway. So he gets the blame. But the reality is, all twelve of them are goofballs. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think they, they don't get it until after the resurrection, and especially until the day of Pentecost. The, you know, there's this big aha that comes when the Holy Spirit comes. They're like, "Oh, that's what he was talking about for the last three years." Now right. I get it. Well, you know, I mean, let, let's let's look at some of the facts. First of all, the, the scriptures say repeated. First of all, it says of Peter, he didn't know what he was saying. Yeah, and uh, one of the extrovert problem. One there. of the accounts says that they were <laughs> afraid, so it even gives a charitable explanation. Um, you know, I don't. I think it's uncharitable to say they were dumb. Uh, they just had no clue as to what's going on. Here's the biggest case in point. What were the women doing on Easter morning? Why were they going to the tomb? They were going to dress the body. To finish the burial. Right. How many times does he have to tell them, I'm going to be crucified and on the third day rise again? Okay, let's look at the checklist. Crucified. Done. <laughs> uh, Saturday, hang. Okay, we're good. Sunday, gee, you think maybe, I don't know, 
why don't we go see if he's risen from the dead? No, you know, Mary Magdalene, they've taken my Lord. I don't know where they've laid him. You know, she didn't say, have you seen him? He's supposed to have been risen from the dead. Two disciples on the road to Emmaus, uh, big long faces. You know, well, we thought he was the one, but, you know, it's been three days and we heard some rumors. But, you know, the women come back to the disciples and they report that the Lord has risen and they didn't believe them. Well, they were too busy bickering about who was going to sit at his right and his left when he sets up his kingdom here on earth and kicks the, the dirty Romans out of our land. And then, you know, we're all going to rule from Jerusalem and, and this is going to be awesome. And then he dies. 40 days after the resurrection, <laughs> you know, before he, before he disappears in the cloud, withdraws his visible presence. Right. What's the big question? Are you now going to restore the kingdom to Israel? <laughs> right. It's like, okay, that was cool. We really liked it. You know, good, good trick. crucifixion, resurrection was great. Now, let's get down to business. You know, is this is a time for revolution? We're itching here. We got two swords. We're ready to go. And, and you know, you can imagine Jesus just banging his head, <laughs> saying, I've wasted my life. I, three years. Three years just shot. You know, never mind from all eternity. This, you know, I made a mistake. Yeah. He <laughs> ascends. And he basically hands off the baton to the Holy Spirit and says, maybe you can do something yeah, with right. these guys. Yeah, right. Deal with this. <laughs> and he does. That's the beautiful thing. In John, you have no expectation that they will get it. Right. But I will send the spirit of truth who will lead and guide you into all truth. He will call to your mind everything that I have said. You know, that, that basically ensures the New Testament. And the apostolic witness. It puts the, the, the divine seal of approval on the apostolic witness. But it also reminds us that they don't have a clue until they and the Holy Spirit are working together here. And that's not happening yet. Yeah, not, I don't, not in the gospel. I don't say this stuff like they're idiots because if I were in their shoes or if you were in their shoes, we wouldn't, get, we wouldn't have gotten it either. Yeah, no, you we know? wouldn't. It, and it, it really isn't until the Holy Spirit comes at Pentecost where all of a sudden they're like, I've got it. You know, and, and until then, they're they're still trying to wrap their heads around everything. Well, and that's isn't that held out always as um, one of the one of the pieces of evidence for the gospels being reliable historic narrative? Yes, is if if we're writing this, okay, or we've got a committee, you get a synodical committee to write the gospels. So we get Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John in the same room, mm-hmm. and I say, okay, we got to iron out some problems here because you guys can't seem to get the story straight. And you get an editorial committee, you put it out to doctrinal review, you kind of you know mess around with all the details and stuff, and you come up with one unified story that everybody can agree on and that makes us look good. Yeah. Because well, people are going to have to, we've got to deal with the people afterwards. Right. We're going to go look, around. Look at the Quran, right? Muhammad, the most glorious, most intelligent, most wonderful, most everything. Look at the Gospels. We were a bunch of doofuses. We didn't really understand what the heck was going on until after Pentecost, and we got it. Then, we, then they got it. Yeah. I mean, why is Peter so bold? I mean, I think there are two explanations. Because he's an extrovert. Well, yeah. <laughs> just, I mean, bold in a constructive sense. Oh, okay. But Pentecost, why, where, where's all this boldness and courage come from? It comes from, I think, two things. One, Christ has risen from the dead. It's kind of a game changer. Right, and yeah. two, the promised Holy Spirit. Yeah. You know, the, 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 these guys are still huddled in a room. John 20, where are they when Jesus encounters them? In a locked room for fear of the Jews. Now they've seen him. He gives them their peace. He breathes on them, says, receive the Holy Spirit. What are they up to a week later? They're in a locked room again. At least Thomas was <laughs> along this time. His brother Juan was not there, but uh, he doesn't factor into this story. You know, this also screams to me a monergistic justification. Justification by grace through faith alone. Oh, yeah. Uh, be, because nothing these, these in guys, them. 
who are hanging with Jesus for three years. They see all of these miracles, everything recorded, and much more. And, and, and they see all these wonderful things. They sit at his feet. They study at Jesus' seminary. And, and they still don't understand until the Holy Spirit comes at Pentecost. Then it's God alone who brings this all to light in their see, mind. So it's not by the intelligence or their decisions or anything else. It's only by the Holy Spirit coming and enlightening them. Then all of a sudden, the gospel is clear and, and, and they get it. You know, it occurred to me there's kind of a parallel because, you know— you know, we know a lot of people who go through three years of seminary. They didn't learn anything either. No. As a matter of fact, I think it damaged some. The, the, only, the, only, <laughs> the only problem is that, that uh, you, you, don't, you don't get the sort of the wallop of the Holy Spirit with ordination like at Pentecost. No. So, you know, would that be the case? Not saying the Spirit isn't involved in ordination in office, certainly. But uh, it did not, uh, did not experience any sort of great enlightenment or uh, sudden ups, uptick in divine wisdom when hands were laid on on me. Yeah. A kind of yeah. a, a little bit of a burden. Yes. You know, kind of a, what did I just get myself into sort of questioning, but nonetheless, it's, you know, it's the office and the power of the word, but the apostles are unique in that sense. These are the, these are the ones that basically bootstrap begin both church and ministry. And, and you would think that if you're writing the story, you'd write them in a more favorable light. You know, they would, be, they would be the enlightened ones. They would be getting it, you know, while the masses, the religious types, uh, they'd be in the dark. But, but who, who gets Jesus? Samaritans, tax collectors, prostitutes. prostitutes yeah. you know, these are the ones that see, see Jesus for who he is and worship him and receive him for who he is. And the disciples are just trying to connect the dots and having a real hard time with it, too. I can't remember. Does your church have a marquee out front with the letters? And, I, yeah, we do. And we do. Yeah. I, I have a friend who was in Chicago, and he put on the marquee, Thieves and Prostitutes Welcome. Apparently, a bunch of the old ladies in the church got all worked up. Oh, that, that will. The, 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 church, the church ladies will get wound up, upset. Um, yeah, the other factoid of church history that you got to reconcile yourself with when you're thinking about Peter is if Peter is such hot stuff, if Peter is so important, if he's the first among the apostles, why was he not put in charge of the Jerusalem church? James, James. and not, not well, nepotism, not Zebedee James, not now. This is where the Missouri Synod got their working model of nepotism, right here. Plus <laughs> Jerusalem. Yeah. And Peter. Hey, it works for Jesus. And it'll work Peter, for us. the leading disciple, the one, uh, you know, who is given the keys, the one, the rock on whom the church is built, Matthew 16. Matthew loves Peter, by the way. Well, and we don't deny he's that got Peter a re- was the leader of the apostles. He's of the got apostles. a report into James. Yeah. And then he gets smacked around. And then, then Paul smacks him and going, you know, it's like, come on, I'm not seeing this. You know, I'm not seeing this great leadership model here. Maybe he didn't go to PLI. I don't know what the problem was. Ouch. Oh, that was just a, a cheap shot with 30 seconds left to go. And here comes the song. Yes. Hey, we never got to Nagel. Next time. That's all right. We'll, we'll pick it next up next time. time. Great sermon. Yes. Thank you. You're welcome. Oh, not my sermon. Oh. We'll see you next time. Yep.
women at. And now, till we meet again. Adios, au revoir, I'll be busy. Okay, I'll shut up. Good night.